Thomas Shelby from Peaky Blinders once said, We're all whores. We all sell a part of ourselves. This is Fahrenheit 452. I'm Dodo, and along with me here is Sai. Today, we're going to talk about prostitution. Uh, everybody is familiar with what it is, but here we're going to talk about what people in this sector or in this line of work go through. So, Sai, what are your opinions on this? We're going to be very quick uh, about it. I would like to quote. Julie Pendle, who says, prostitution is not a job. The inside of a woman's body is not a workplace. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we, we need to first understand and feel how, how does it feel to be a prostitute? How does mm-hmm. it feel to be a line of work? First, mm-hmm. uh, before we go into that, like I said, I, I use the phrase line of work. A lot mm-hmm. of us do not, uh, do not really believe it to, to be a line of work in the first place. Mm-hmm. So, Dodo. Let's just, let's just talk about prostitution being a line of work. So, uh, what do you think? Should it be accepted as a line of work? Like Before we talk about criminalizing or it or decriminalizing it, uh, what do you think about prostitution being a line of work in the first place? Along with the fact that how people feel being in that line of work. See, it's a person's choice what they want to do with the bodies. Uh, I, I just see it another you know business right a person just sells you know their body for a night and they earn some capital from it and I just see it as another line of work as everything else okay the way, yeah. the way I see it is hmm. like uh, if we like, like you very well said, I would also agree on the point that uh, mm. it, I, I, on the point that it should be accepted as a line of work that everybody mm. has a choice in the first yeah. place. And yeah. as as we open this podcast uh, with the quote from Peaky Blinders, that mm. uh, each one of us sells something or the other. Yeah, we we just we just sell our skills. We just uh, sell the time that we invest. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So every so that is a huge concept which I always believe in. We are we are mm. like each one of us is a whore in the first place. Yeah. Because either see a lot of us a lot of us aspire money because money mm. is what meets our needs. And again, yeah, it fills our belly. Yeah, that's it fills the, our belly. Yeah, yeah. Or the point the point being the point of uh, saying that everybody is a whore is that uh, there is something we are all chasing. There is mm. a dream or a goal mm. or an objective. Is the same okay. thing. So we trade things for that one want or one mm. need that we have. It's the same mm. thing with prostitution. The only okay. thing is here it's money. Yeah. And there it's different things. So uh, so when you, when you really don't consider prostitution as a line of work, mm. but people who are already there in it, it, it just mm. it just things it's shaming people. It's shaming Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. People who are in that line of work, when you really Absolutely, don't consider yeah. it as a mm. line of work in the first place. Yes. I because agree. prostitution could be, it's it's not always forced. Because mm. uh, it, it is, prosti- I, I don't say that women enjoy it or men enjoy it in the first mm. place. Mm. But they are there because of their needs. Needs in the mm. sense, not bodily needs. Uh, they, they need to make ends meet mm. under, under different circumstances. Yeah. Circumstances is what forces them to be there. Well, everybody's got bills to pay, and if that's the only way you can pay your your bills, then you could do it. But yes, uh, the forced prostitution is one facet of it, and when I say forced, I'm not saying forced by circumstances. I'm saying literally forced, like you're kidnapped, sold off to someone, and you have to buy your way out of mm-hmm. the thing. Uh, I remember seeing one documentary by Vice uh, on YouTube, and uh, you know they, that crew goes to Bangladesh and they you know talk to 
you know uh, prostitutes uh, in that area mm-hmm. and they they find this very one th- this one common thing is that they were all sold uh, as children or as adolescents at some or, or maybe you know at some point of their lives right yeah. and f- for a certain fee and uh, they have to do a certain uh, number of sessions to buy their way out right Mm-hmm. And 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 then maybe they. And sorry, once they've earned enough money, yeah, then they can do, uh, you know, then they get their freedom and whatnot. Now that's the part I don't like, the at, right at the beginning, right? You know what happens, because over here, you know, they did not have any choice on what they were going to do. Second, this was an extraordinary, you know. No, not extraordinary. A, a bizarre circumstance, I'll say, where you know you just uh, your you life's been snatched under your nose. It's been yeah. you know take snatched just right in front like, of you. Yeah, that explains yeah. it. Like like very well you said. It's like hmm. uh, people have making it a choice, making hmm. this line of work a choice that they choose hmm. to make. Hmm. This hmm. is not being happening in uh, in the case you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. And that's the part which is very disturbing because the choice of doing what you want in life is being taken from you and uh, you're subjugated to get accustomed to the circumstance you've been forced into and that's what I don't like but uh, you know but on the other side of it where uh, you know people choose to uh, Take, take up the pro, uh, profession but it's not because they are nymphomaniacs right you know mm-hmm. fools with their you know weird stereotypes they often categorize them as nymphomaniacs you, you've met the people in our college you know, how, how close minded they are remember right yeah they and, are yeah, yeah and that was the kind of nonsense they said you know whenever we spoke about them and uh, just even if he mentioned about them, you know, they would take them for nymphomaniacs or whatnot. But they're just paying bills. They're just trying to get by, uh, fill the food in their belly, maybe pay the electricity bill they didn't pay for the past couple of months, and who knows? You know, they're just trying to get by. And uh, I think they should get. The, I mean, that opportunity should be there uh, to do though, to do so, right? You want you just want to get by in the end. And indeed, indeed. Uh, it's like it's like there is this there is this quote that I, again, uh, too many quotes here. I I did read this quote uh, online from a sex mm. trade survivor. Mm. It's like mm. it's better at it's better than working at McDonald's when you really mm. legalize it. And then uh, then there is this point where you were explaining about uh, uh, about the case of trafficking, mm. where uh, at least when you work at McDonald's you are not the meat. So it really yeah. hit me hard. It's like mm. the choice that people don't have, and then again, uh, the uh, there's this there's this song that I guess you have heard from mm. Tupac. It's called Brenda's Got a Baby. So uh, it it explains the whole circumstance of uh, a black lady or uh, a lot of black women out there. Dude, that who, uh, that's that's an entirely different thing. It's a 12 year old being uh, raped, uh, and she she has and she's pregnant. And, she delivers and then she dies. That was that's what Brenda's got a baby is about. I okay. I, I don't know where the prostitution angle is there in it, but maybe maybe there is. But either way, it's fucked up because it's a twelve-year-old involved. First of all, uh, I don't know what. To no, say of course, about of course. Story. I I would I would like to. There is there is this line from there. It's like yeah, what yeah. happens is yeah, of course that that is happening. She has a baby, okay. Let me just yeah. explain the whole song like you did, mm. the half of the mm. song. Like she's being raped and she, she has a baby. Because yeah. right from the beginning, uh, uh, they, she has a baby, okay. And then yeah. she doesn't have a she doesn't have money, she doesn't have babysitter. Yeah. There's this line which says, so, so, she, so she sees sex as a way of leaving hell. It's, yeah. it's paying the rent, so she really can't complain. Prostitute mm. found slain and Brenda's her name, she's got a baby. Mm. So uh, the ending lines really shows that. Uh, that is that is one of the line of work that she that is the only uh, resort she has. That's the last resort. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. what I was throwing more light on. Uh, yeah. So that is that is the prostitution angle that we mm. have here. 
so yeah. uh, that is that is one of the other whole point is that that is one of the big truths hmm. of a lot of people out there and okay. of course tupac had a lot of problem when he this song was too dark and too sad for them to release but he did get it out so yeah, uh, he did get that it ex- out. that explains the circumstance of a lot of people uh, that yeah. song so and, in and that it case, hasn't changed uh, it hasn't changed at all if you ask exactly me. yeah and say this one weird observation not not weird actually um, mm-hmm. well interesting observation i'll say okay uh, come across uh, that you know i mean that i never thought at the time it that way when i read it right it gave me a very new uh, uh, what do you say it gave me question about consent right mm-hmm. that should consent be fun i remember watching this uh, channel called philosophy tube and oliver thorn uh, host that show and he was uh, and he got and you know before doing this video mm-hmm. he put on on youtube he uh, just put out a request on twitter where uh, all sex workers can talk about what uh, troubles they have and one of them said that uh, you know it's just work it's just work sometimes you love it other times you hate it but in the end you got to do it and it's and you know if you put it that way it's yes uh, you know if you could even put it in something mundane as uh, going to your classroom you know mm-hmm. during college right you hate it sometimes sometimes you love it but you got to go right and but talking about uh, sex here uh, about here because it gave me a very uh, you know it, it brought a question in my mind about consent right because often when people say consent it's often like willing right but yeah it could be willing because ha ah, let's do it or or you know willing because yeah i'm excited let's do this right yeah man of course of course yeah. it's like you take any line of work yeah, not yeah. not only prostitution you take any line of work you cannot yeah. say that people are totally satisfied doing their jobs a mm. lot of people just make make by or uh, just go yeah. about their business yeah uh, with the jobs that they have or uh, with the jobs that they are complacent with it's yeah. like the yeah the focus is on their needs and wants so hmm. if you put it that way uh, it is acceptable and uh, what okay uh, hugely what is hmm. believed by a lot of uh, feminist abortionalist apo- okay what do they what do they understand is that uh, sex trade is uh, degrading yeah. uh, it it is degrading the oldest oppression woman. that's yeah. what they call it yeah and uh, it's like they don't really agree on uh, to be uh, like like you very well said to be uh, a line of work or something yeah, like yeah. any other work yeah. so what would you say to that i mean i mean fine they can have an opinion like that that's okay I mean, mm-hmm. there is some truth to what they said, but the problem with this mindset is they're degrading the very women they are they claim to fight for. Exactly. Right. I mean, that's what happens when you're too engrossed in your ideology. You you forget why you you know there in the what first are, place. Okay. What are you fighting for in the first place? No, I mean, in their case, they're about you know equal rights. equal pay and this and that women being treated with respect amongst the others and here they are when they you know find i mean not, uh, you know not just uh, prostitutes i mean a woman who wants to be a housewife you know in the eyes of a radical feminist is uh, you know uh, someone you should stay away from okay it's not about choice to them anymore it's about we should do what the men are doing okay if the men are like going to the corporates and getting you know harassed by their boss you know day and night it's like do the job do the job and they have to do the job that according to them even women should pursue pursue 
the good good aspects of what men get from the patriarchal society and the bad aspects also okay but you know what it actually stood for was choice right like in the sense like if men want if, if a man wanted to you know be a scientist he could be a scientist if a man you know si- similarly uh, if, if a woman wanted to be a scientist she would be a scientist and same should be for everyone for every other occasion also so they have this very elitist mindset especially the radical ones that uh, what they think is right others are wrong there are no other perspectives behind this there's no other sides to this coin or story however you call it they don't want to understand and that's that's it and i i don't like such uh, you know mindset it, it's very elitist if you ask me and it's problematic because now you have ignored this very huge document uh, you know demographic right mm-hmm. uh, of women who are suffering day and night in some way or the other okay even if they did by you know they joined they took up the profession by choice they're suffering on on different levels let's just say what many you know stereotype this job as you know, it's often said that uh, they have to have very bad experiences from their clients but in reality it's more from cops okay and and the reasons are you know pretty odd because you know they assume that criminals apparently hang out on cat houses or you know bordellos as some people call it where uh, prostitutes operate okay over there they hang out so you know they just come and raid the places right and and a lot of the times the you know the sex workers they lose their uh, belongings right in that same uh, video uh, i spoke about in, in the philosophy to one there uh, there was one tweet oliver thorn received where they were saying about that most of the violence in their uh experience in that line of work was mostly from the you know cops and uh and in the process either you know they were bruised they were beaten black and blue uh or you know uh, shit would happen like they would lose their belongings laptops taken away ipads gone the phones taken because there's possibly some uh, you know drug peddler in their contacts Uh, and such so which is which is kind of very which is sad if you ask me yes man indeed indeed yeah. i would yeah. i would uh, agree with you on mm. uh, and i would also like to add uh, it's like when when you have such elitist mentality towards mm. towards a profession that of course people choose due mm. to like as or not like they like it or not mm. uh, they they choose they are already in there a large yeah. part a, a, a a large amount of women are already there in it mm. and you are degrading them in the first place with such yeah. ideologies yeah and uh, again again what happens is again we are we're all doing the same thing it's like you don't treat them as commodity they don't they don't get the respect and dignity that a human should get that is one yeah. one, one big thing that always affects me when mm. we are talking about prostitution mm. uh, i don't i don't know why uh but it really i really get affected and really feel sad that uh our prostitutes are never treated with dignity they're they're thrown away or dealt with like commodity yeah and the uh, and the basis of the disrespect they face is just because of the profession they are in exactly exactly that, that should never be the line of work you you should you should judge a man uh, it's like you should never judge a man by his profession I I I, I truly believe in that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, see, if someone's a douchebag, you treat him like, you know, being a prostitute doesn't qualify you to being a douchebag. I mean, I hope I'm making things on this part. Yes, man, yes, man, you are, you are. Rash, yeah. So, <laughs> of course. Okay. So, so that's what disheartens me on this part. Yeah. But again, there are other uh, other facets to it also. Side. Uh, okay. now another observation i found out 
again it's from another book i am not good but i'll tell you what it is sometime later maybe. okay uh, on this i read is that you know most of the time in you know prostitution it it's out of uh, it, it's a result of immigration now let me explain how if you suppose in this country where this violence through and through is gang violence mm-hmm. and other sorts of crimes let's say in in honduras okay okay and you want to get out of honduras right now right so you go to this man okay we call the pimp and he says fine i'll get you out of this country but and i'll take you to spain where you want to go and it's better out there but since i'm taking you out there with and you're not going to pay anything at all mm-hmm. you are to you know sell your body for a couple of years or so and so years or there's a certain amount to pay a, a very similar thing to the human trafficking but not human trafficking it's more like paying a debt in this case mm-hmm. you're getting it yeah 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 i mean there too is one sort of debt but it's like leasing the property or whatever but here's here no one's bought okay here it's more of a deal done you get me out of the country and i'll sell myself and of course of course it's it's more like it's more like this white concept of sugar babies it's like people just it's like girls or boys uh especially girls mostly uh they just hang out with rich guys Uh, they uh, they satisfy their sexual needs in exchange of uh, not not only money or maybe maybe other other type of favors it's like uh, they just help them out uh, get a job or something like that okay it's 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 the similar thing no no that's no, no, what no. i'm trying they to say no 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 they're not they're not similar uh, i mean see like okay you're i mean dude you just i think you just compared casting couch and a casting couch with that there are totally different things no 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 that's that's not that's, that's not what i'm implying yeah uh, what what i'm trying to say is it's a similar concept that explains what you said it's mm-hmm. not same okay, okay it, you're it trying to analogize that... it but exactly. i don't exactly. agree with the analogy okay it's like it's it's like uh, okay fine let me explain this mm-hmm. i you know I need something. I yeah. need to buy something. Okay, let's okay. just say uh, a laptop. Okay, because I have to write another book. So I come to you, and you're the guy with money. So say okay. I need some money. It's a fine. I'll give you whatever amount you need for the laptop, and I say sixty thousand. You said fine, fine. I'll not take a single penny from you, from you. But uh, since I'm not since you're not paying for the laptop I bought for you you will wash uh, will will clean up my house for the next 2 years okay it's something like that except okay. instead of cleaning house you're doing sex work now the thing is here this clearly choice now and and you know we cannot say that there was no choice because there was a choice here she was she just wanted to get out of a violent country to a country that's not not as violent as honduras mm-hmm. right so there so there is choice involved so over there but when she comes to spain after leaving honduras she comes under the impression that it's it's all fine but over there uh there th- 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 that's where the real problem starts i mean police brutality this and that the uh, police brutality is there uh, her things might be seized you know, just like that in a flick at the same time there is also a risk of deportation okay right. there are a lot of constraints imposed on her hmm hmm then again that restricts her that puts her in a very awkward position yeah yeah Now, because over there now she has to continue doing what she has to do because if she doesn't generate income or whatever she, in income she risks de- deportation not by just authorities 
by the gang she made a deal with if suppose she just went there and said i'm not going to do this straight deal i'm out i mean okay. they have the manpower to find you and they will take you back where you came from that same violent hell hole that you were running away from right yeah yeah and i don't know if you know this but honduras is a very dangerous place it's like it everywhere there is yeah it this rampant uh, gang violence you know trafficking this drug trafficking whatever you name it even the local authorities are involved yeah uh, so it's like up government in a national level <laughs> right so it's it, that's that's how honduras looks like and now she left that to go to spain now the thing is she has to do the word that for two years as given in the example otherwise she's going to go back no, but then she can't go back so what she's supposed to do let her so she she'll continue doing the job and she's not only risking deportation by the people she made a deal with claims the gangs or whatever but she's also risking uh, you know deportation from the authorities because after all she did land up in spain illegally from honduras Mm-hmm. in this example right i mean we can assume a similar things happening in our subcontinent also in our country also right right some from bangladesh are coming some from maybe uh, sri lanka or myanmar is coming to our country like that and they are you know they not only risk violence but the thing is none of these two people are great so in their mindset what's going on is fine for two years i'll have to people i maybe like or don't like sleep with strangers and earn something at the same time i'll have to you know tolerate the beatings of beatings and the you know shenanigans of your cops and your uh, these uh, gang guys who you made a who she made a deal with and but after the two years it is just freedom i get to be you know i might they will they will find a way to give me citizenship at the same time i can live a free life compared to the ones i had before because the country where i escaped from uh, there is barely any sense of justice or anything everything is terrible so so th- i can you know when pe- when again people say that it's again uh, th- that choice is not involved of course there is choice involved this is definitely choices choices involved so she's choosing between uh, life and you know uh, some sort of a, a a bad contract of sexual slavery for some time uh, okay 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 fine maybe not sexual slavery but a contract that's you know a violent contract a harmful contract for, for 2 years straight or maybe 3 years straight so yes there is choice involved but it's like picking between the lesser of the evil i'm not saying that you know by choice it means heaven and hell i'm saying it's like which is the lesser evil of the two being killed in the gang or tolerating a bit of torture and then freedom she's obviously going to one pick the one that guarantees uh, life no man it depends man it depends again it's yeah. like it it again it's like uh that is your opinion i would say yeah. because it's again it's on the woman's opinion to uh, yeah. whether choose to choose life or to choose the uh, what do you say the work she has to do the sex work that she has to do mm-hmm. uh, delving a little deeper into it uh, do you think decriminalizing sex work how how would that impact have on trafficking and how would that play out in the in the scenario that we have today like uh, you, you you would have been you you have been talking about the point in honduras and other places so uh, how would that be uh, do you think decriminalizing sex work is yeah. a good thing in the first place do you think it's a good thing yeah uh, see talking about de- i mean see legalization is one side of it okay. decriminalization of course it's good there is no virtually no harm on them right cops won't barge in to your places you know demanding for uh, drugs and what not they're not going to barge in or neither there will be any sort of inspection going on when you, when we talk about legalization there is a bit you know there are two different things they appear uh, similar legalization and decriminalization legalization means that 
you need licensing there is a bit of paperwork uh, you need to have you know there there is a particular set of standards when you legalize something so i i can assume that uh, there there has to be a salary if she's working in the bordello if she's working independent maybe not but if she's working in a group then there has to be you know pension you know there has to be proper guarding here and there so that there's no harm to her there'll be uh, you know uh, monitoring but yeah man yeah man i do agree that there needs yeah. to be it's like there will be a separate uh, uh, what do you say standards for that and when when something is really illegal you can do whatever mm. you want being mm. uh, when things are illegal like uh, mm. for example drugs are illegal you can yeah. quote your own price it's just you quoting a price against your competitor yeah, and yeah. nobody's there there's no standards mm. in the mm. thing nobody's controlling you in the first place so yeah. maybe maybe if we decriminalize it one way to mm. see it of course one way to see it is that uh, like like we talked about how we open this discussion uh, mm. prostitute maybe would be prostitutes might be treated well treated with dignity as it and considered that as a line of work in the first place that is one solution and i mean say uh, say uh, when we talk about dignity i don't think uh, you know the way i see the society is right now i don't think they will ever be treated with dignity but at least they will not be subjected to brutality they will not be seen as uh, they will not be considered expendable i hope you know you know where i'm get where i'm coming no, from no. yeah 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 exactly yeah. it does make sense but uh, like like the word that you use brutality maybe yeah. uh, maybe they would be a little away from the brutality yeah. but uh, when yes, we sir. talk when we talk about decriminalizing or making sex work legal uh, mm. what about the brutality they might face in terms of the violence that they face especially there are many harms to uh, sex work in the first place like being uh, sexual violence that's one of the thing that they might face a lot of uh, women in prostitution and dear so yes, how would that is, be if we which is why just decriminalization will not only work we have to both legalize and decriminalize you getting it it has to be both so there has to be licensing regulation in the sense like in terms of pricing benefits and here and so on but at the same time it should not be subjected to brutalities yeah of course man but at the same time we would we would always there will always mm. there are always harms like mm. this line of work like every line of work has its own problems that's all mm. but it does the uh, it it does take a toll on the body when it's like yeah. when uh, when it is legalized and a lot of people go on to work work in this field yeah that's one thing there yeah of course i do i, w- I would agree on the fact that yeah. uh, if we decriminalize it we need to take steps to make sure that uh, new zealand is a good example because yeah. in new zealand uh, it's like uh, i guess prostitution is legal but uh, what they need to do is again uh, they need to investigate the harms and the sexual violence that goes in and a lot of harms that go- goes into it and also that I mean, there should be regulation so that uh, hmm. for, the, for a minimum period of time not not uh, you cannot do it for a longer time so that uh, it doesn't really affect the person we yeah. can minimize the effect it might have on the body of the person i, I mean say there are also other effects of legalization i mean uh, not just uh, sexual violence uh, there are you know i mean see in in britain what they did they you know they legalized prostitution okay, okay. but suppose you're a prostitute and uh, you know you have rented a flat where you do your business right yeah but the thing is your landlord will be charged for you know brothel owning or whatever and that is illegal okay okay and and for that you know she might have to suffer its consequence so she has to get out there's no roof o- over her head secondly there was uh, another amendment i think it was for a short while uh, what they did and now we are talking about other you know uh, britain because it's it's better off there and still there are problems forget our country our, our where we are i mean it, it doesn't seem like it's going to get any better uh, but we can at least uh, you know find out what's going on 
on other places and still where are the mishaps going on right so over there yeah there was this another amendment they were trying to come up where the prostitutes cannot come out on the streets and you know uh, sell their product as as some would call it right mm-hmm. so yeah and what happened is because they did that the violence upon them had increased right now yeah. when that regulation was not there right they could they could rely they could call law enforcement if something was off some yeah if they were being stalked and you know someone they uh, somewhat and say another thing uh, another yeah. odd thing i found out that often they, they they have also been uh, one of the major victims of murder and the thing is and and the reason being is okay nobody gives a shit if they die exactly nobody that's, cares that's very disheartening yeah you know and there are just estimates of how many must have been killed on a daily basis because first of all since i said some of them are immigrants right uh, well most of them are you know some of them are immigrants and obviously there is no paperwork on them so they are well, not even on the statistic well to back you up i would say two thirds of the prostitutes are foreign and most often illegal and nobody is like they are not registered it's like nobody gives a shit about them this yeah, no is german uh, no so most of them are uh, like you very well said are uh, immigrants from different lands and they are exploited yeah. in this way yeah and that that is yeah. one one big problem that we are having right now and also decriminalization has never it's like it hasn't done very good like you said it's like even in even in places like uh, new zealand and netherlands they have observed that they've observed this trend that uh, they have decriminalized prostitution but it doesn't uh, no, no legalized legalized yeah legalized prostitution legalized. and it hasn't helped with the violence part yeah. it has little it, impact it, it hasn't so it has to be both and there has to be uh, you know legislation on where it makes it safer for them to continue with the trade okay that will you know because see you in the end you want a safer environment work environment whatever profession you do you want a safer work environment you don't i mean when we work at offices right or if you're just you know sitting in a classroom our fears could be just you know homework their fear is literally being killed and tossed on the side of the street exactly okay one way to put it todo hmm. one way to put it is that uh, it's like the how, how you would assess uh, criminalizing it or decriminalizing it is that uh, see like we talked about it's not hmm. even if it's not making a lot of difference in the first place uh, there hmm. will always be it's like whatever you do whatever if you de- legalize it and decriminalize it in the first place there will always be violence and there will always yeah, be yeah. things going on things hmm. there will always be there will be problems in the system it it wouldn't go away you cannot really advocate to the fact that hmm. uh, uh, maybe there will be no uh, or do you say violence against women going on especially in this line of work but again the way hmm. you put it is that what is better in the first place what is better to uh, to uh, not legalize it or and to totally criminalize it so that uh, see in both things one is common prostitution is not going away hmm. that is something you could say whether it's legalized hmm. or not legalized like drugs this is very simple hmm. you legalize it or you don't legalize it i'm not saying you should legalize drugs hmm. in the first place i'm just using it as an example hmm. to say that it it's not going away prostitution is not going away it's very simple it's like supply versus demand there there will always be a demand here the demand is the lust of people the which which is a human characteristic it's not going away so the the better question to ask is that to establish standards like we talked about to establish standards and maybe maybe it's announced better to legalize it and make sure that uh, the people who are in the line of work are doing better than criminalizing it that's that's one way to look at it i think todo it's like what's i better? don't think criminalizing at all is the solution exactly that that's what i mean that's what i mean the what what is better if you see is decriminalizing and legalizing it this hmm. is this is one train of thought it's like if you yeah. compare both criminalizing is not helping it's it's never going no, to help no 
No. It's never going to help. If if people say if people say that decriminalizing it and legalizing it would only increase the demand and maybe more and more women would go into that, that is something I wouldn't say. Maybe that no. that is something. I I think it's a night train of thought in the first place. It's at the beginning. In the beginning maybe right. It'll be in the uh-huh, beginning. Uh-huh. That's exactly. it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it'll be out there. You know, uh, if suddenly cocaine was made legal, right? Yeah. Maybe one year, two years, just buying cocaine like fools. After that, what? Right. Exactly. Then there'll always be stability, man. Yeah. So I mean, this... in those two years, those who became addicts have become addicts, but the rest, those, you know, but after that, you know. Only, it's only just these addicts that are buying. What about the rest? There are no new users. So it, so we don't know how you know each market functions. And this is, I mean, this this is just another market like like others. It'll it'll be something new. It'll react in a different way. So just by saying legalizing will encourage more to you know, uh, you know engaged with purchase their services is not something i'll agree on because because we cannot even determine how that market will function uh, but the but on the broader uh, broader scheme of things and on a larger scheme of things you have to understand that when you criminalize something there is this uh, there is an aura of denial i mean same thing we have of slavery right it is illegal to sell a human being but we have trafficking to this day it is illegal to sell drugs. Drugs are sold. They're sold everywhere. They, I mean, um, uh, we, so to to a point that they used it as a distraction on TV channels. What is there? Okay, let's let's not delve into that, Dodo. Okay. Hmm. So, uh, so moving on to moving on to this one one detail, I would like to add that uh, it. I don't know why it is always difficult because talking about prostitution or about talking about sex work is a difficult conversation to have. And which I think is also a part of the problem that we are facing. Uh, it's like no, no one really wants to talk about prostitution, and also not a lot of people really want to show that. Like, like uh, at the beginning of the podcast, we were talking about Brenda Scott, a baby. Tupac faced a lot of things when that was coming out because it was the truth that was coming out. And then again, hmm. there is this uh, poem by Walt Whitman. It's called okay. "To a Common Prostitute." And when he was going to publish it, his publisher specifically told him to remove that one piece out of the whole collection. So it has always been difficult to have this these kind of conversation, and I think that yeah. is that is one of the one of the things that needs to be uh, revised so that people need to talk about it more. So that that that's how we find solutions to it. That's how we that's how we find ways to alleviate these kind of menaces of uh, mm-hmm. trafficking and other deeds that are going on. No, and uh, no, at the same time, I mean, see, it, it's just a very hard life, right? If they are, you know, harmed in 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 any way, mm-hmm. nobody is going to. Nobody's got their back in the first yeah, place. Yeah, nobody's got their back. They can't go to the cops. They can't, you know, they can't even seek a lawyer because they are not. Uh, they don't make uh, millions, right? Exactly, and this this is where this is where legalizing uh, legalizing it and decriminalizing it really helps. At least at least they have a backup. At least they have a place to go. At least they have the sense of uh, safety in yeah. the first place. Yeah, Sai, as yeah. we are talking about this and it has become a bit serious, let's make it a little ha- light-hearted for a minute. I want you to share one awkward conversation you had with someone when you were talking about prostitution well well it's it's a little hard to talk about like like i always said uh with, with uh, not a lot of people really wanted to want to talk about prostitution in the first place and mm. uh, that's that's why that's that's one of the reasons why we are talking about it here mm. right in the first place so i i would like you to like go ahead and tell me one one uh, while i think about it because I, I never really have had this type of conversations with a lot of people I remember talking to this random douche. Okay. <laughs> and this idiot was telling that it's okay to, you know, rape a prostitute because uh, they are in that profession and school. Like, no, the, like that's, how... that's really terrible, man. Yeah, really it messed really up. Sickens, really messed up. Sickens yeah. my spirit and it really yeah. does, man. So I, I wouldn't even call it awkward. It's disgusting. 
exactly. I didn't have any awkward conversation. I had a disgusting conversation. Exactly. I don't think I don't think you could you should ever like contact that person again or ever talk to I, him because that I shows mean, how he is wired in the first place. True, true, but I instead decide to explain him why it's wrong. Okay. And and the main reason I think he said it was because he didn't even understand what the hell rape means. Mm-hmm. The poor fellow didn't even understand what the hell consent means, and they also don't understand that. I mean. They are not only in that case because that guy happened to be studying law, so I had to explain in his language that mm-hmm. he's not only committing one crime, but he's actually committing two crimes. Okay, one that he's committing, you know, uh, of course, he's uh, vi- violating someone's sexual independence or whatever. He's raping someone, and at the same time. He's also stealing. I had to explain that just to persuade him that it's wrong, that his idea is wrong. That's 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 a that's a really mature way that you approach yeah. the problem. But but at the same time, it's very sickening, man. Hope he really understood and oh, yeah, yeah, changed yeah. his perspective. It is very sickening. Sick. I mean, I had to, I mean, I had to teach the poor fellow, and I pity these people first of all. I mean, uh, because they don't understand. Basic uh, I, I think I think it's safe to say that he's he's not the only one out there because there are a lot no, of no, people no, no, who think no. that way. I mean, now what I appreciate about that douchebag is he still was open enough to understand, and now he's okay. Now he now since he understands, he doesn't say insensitive things like this because now he's understood uh, what rape is, what consent is. You know the 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 real difficulties that they go through. It's not an easy life. They're not nymphomaniacs, right? Uh, and and you know when when you trade with a, a prostitute, right? You make a deal with her that I need you for a night and you will do whatever it is and I'll pay you, right? So now when I pay her, I get her consent. I'm buying her consent in this case. So I'd explain that to him in 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 grave details. And what I'll appreciate about him that even though as sickening as his initial thought was, he was still open to understand my perspective and even eventually changes mind so i'll appreciate that so i guess sai yeah. uh, what we also should do i mean if you come across such people yeah we have to explain them what this this is exactly exactly we we, we need to let the conversation happen like when you said yeah yeah it's it's not a topic that people frequently talk about yeah, yeah. that is the so because idea because sai if if we just you know uh just say he's sick and walk away without at least even trying to explain him what's wrong with his uh, train of thought then we are behaving yeah yeah i i, I agree that yeah. i stand corrected in this point yeah, yeah. it is it is yeah. sickening but uh, it is our responsibility like you mm-hmm. like you said uh, it mm-hmm. is our responsibility to at least one person at a time to, to yeah. let them understand mm-hmm. let them understand what it really means in mm. the first place to let to mm. correct people in the first place yeah uh, there is this other idea that uh, people usually frequent and people really misunderstand that's what i believe they usually connect misogyny with prostitution so that is that is yeah. something i would like to correct and i would like to say that uh, misogyny and prostitution are not the same things like prost- prostitution doesn't motivate misogyny or misogyny is not doesn't drive the line of work like uh, doesn't drive prostitution in the first place because uh, it it's only misogynistic let me be very clear here uh, it is only misogynistic yeah. when when like you like like what your friend said or yeah. your acquaintance said in the first place yeah. when you're when you're raping or when you do not have like a specific consent to commit some kind of activities or you're overstepping yeah. Yeah. Uh, a sex worker in the first place, or doing violence in the first place, then that is misogynistic. But the line of work itself is not misogynistic. And again, this this idea really yeah. frequents. Uh, this idea is really frequented out there. Uh, yeah. It's uh, it's widely a lot of people accept this idea. I don't know why, because a large part of one thing we could always agree is that uh, there are more more female prostitutes out there than men. That is something we could always agree on. uh but that that is not uh a sole so that that shouldn't be the case to really come up with conclusions that uh, misogyny 
describes prostitution or misogyny and prostitution mm-hmm. as synonymous i mean that's just one tiny facet of it but there are many other things that they're just ignoring they're, they're happily ignoring and uh, you know aside there was another weird part of the conversation i mean he asked me that i mean see when you're curious about something you ask things like a child does right of course of course you do right i mean about anything that we don't know about so i mean uh, since he was very drawn into the conversation that same douchebag he asked me he he asked me to picture a scenario that uh, i went and gave some money to this uh, woman to the prostitute and she takes it and run away now according to him i should go and you know uh, take the service and run away but i was like why i'll just take the money back right i told him just take the money back if you're in that situation and just tell i don't need your services anymore go away you're a douchebag whatever no you don't have i mean i i have to explain you know don't have to do anything like that then i had to explain why i mean because at the time uh, at, at that point of the conversation he wasn't it wasn't clear to him why rape is done in the first place the you know i mean we both understand right there's a power dynamic when of course of course uh, rape happens rape happens yeah like there are a shit ton of people like him in the world that is the problem and yeah. like like very well you said whenever we come yeah. across and all of you guys listening to it if you guys have the same kind of idea out there that you can do anything to a person who is a sex worker or a prostitute you yeah. think that is correct or it is okay in the first yeah. place then then you're gravely mistaken absolutely absolutely i mean you still a moron first of all and and a, and a fucking rapist that's for sure but uh, you know and and these thoughts come for this you know the same same problem again having no conversation and conservatism because people from a conservative society they tend to be very harsh harsh about you know uh, topics like these anything exactly. that has to do with sex they have to just shut up not talk about it no. i think i think it's it's more like a big chain or a trend it's like that follow mm-hmm. generations of things it's like basically yeah. you don't you don't talk about this if you're awkward to talk about this with a mm-hmm. much more younger generation let's just say yeah. uh let's just say like uh like you and i are like 21 22 and mm-hmm. uh, if we are shy to talk about this with uh, mm-hmm. uh you know appropriate ages like who are much smaller than us let's just say mm. uh, 17 or 18 year olds mm. if if we don't talk about this to them so the same yeah. trend continues it's like yeah, as, as, we, as a, we move on yeah as we move on they also think it's something wrong to talk mm. about it yeah and that is what creates the conservative society in the first place yeah mm-hmm. because there is also at the same time there's some sort of a repression you know i i remember you know i saw another documentary uh, there was this uh, uh, criminal high profile criminal mm-hmm. okay, and he was talking about the conservative background he was in and he would say that uh, that when he had an erection when he was a child uh, 12 or 13 maybe uh, he felt ashamed of himself because and and you know the thing is we need someone to talk to uh about this because at some point of our life we're going to encounter these you know the these situations at some point we we'll, we will have sex at some point right so we need to talk to someone about this various facets of it and otherwise we will not understand at the same time uh this you know the more we talk about this maybe at then you know they will stop seeing uh you know pro, uh, you know prostitutes you know uh, the word prostitute in a derogatory term because they often associate prostitution with sex and sex is something they think they, it is you know they should be ashamed about and that has that has got to go so maybe when there is there are conversations about sex itself maybe uh, prostitutes will not be seen on, in in a derogatory way they'll not be seen as uh, just people tossing their dis- you know defenestrating their dignities and 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 another way to explain it is also a lot of people i think 
uh, I truly yeah. believe that they put uh, put sex in a pedestal in the first place. Yeah. They don't. Yeah. They don't. They don't see. Uh, they really put sex in a pedestal, and they are really conservative about it. And that's mm. why, like you said, the conversations don't happen, and yeah. there is no real understanding. People they don't really don't understand what it is in the first place. It's just a mm. natural mm. mechanism that is there in all the different species, not only human beings, different species of animals, birds, and every every other organism out there. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, when you put it in a pedestal, what what really happens is. If you put it in a pedestal, you really stop understanding stuff, and you you become more dogmatic about it. You mm. start okay. you you become dogmatic about it. You stop thinking in the first place. You you idealize it more. You romanticize mm. it more, mm. which again stops you from understanding it. The you know there was one solution they said about <clears throat> eradicating this problem. Now it was just a hypothesis, and someone said that if there was literally no borders all across the board they could just move from one place to another and probably you know since the major reason for a major uh, number of prostitutes across the world were immigrants they left places and they came here so maybe if there was no border in the first place all they would have to do is uh, you know maybe then maybe those uh, problems wouldn't have happened because uh, now see in a world with borders not only she had to worry about getting there in the, the person not mm-hmm. only had to f- worry about getting there in the first place but they had to dodge border patrols uh, and you know all sorts of government authorities if it's india whatever you you know you think right? the, the, i i really think like like i already mentioned the only way to eradicate prostitution as a whole is like to not have the concept of prostitution in the first place is to eradicate the demand and that is never going to happen i'm no, telling you no. you cannot eradicate no, I... the demand or you cannot uh, eradicate the natural emotion of lust no. that everybody no. has it's undeniable yeah. yeah you can't you can't and and you know it's like no, not everybody you know i mean when people and and you know people those who are normally consumers of prostitution are very sad people right mm-hmm. They have no one to talk to. Typically, they have they don't have a shoulder to cry on. Okay, maybe you know a person to hug. Maybe or maybe just single horny people. Either way, there's something missing in their void, right? There's something that they don't have, which is why they're seeking such company. And that's okay. The point is to feel better, and whatever it is that you do to make yourself feel better, it is fine. I think that and there's also this point that goes yeah it's like like we said the sole idea of uh, mm. uh, like a lot of people put sex on a pedestal like we were talking about yeah because lust is undeniable and a lot of people do not accept it and that itself no. is conservative because lust is yeah. undeniable that is that is a fact and mm. and the only Sorry, way, the college we were in you know they were forced to not even feel lust right obviously it's i mean that's problematic exactly. the fact it's, that it's all about see, acceptance yeah yeah you see sex as a derogatory thing. what brought you here in the first place yeah. a couple had to sleep right yeah. had to had to have sex i mean there's no other way well okay maybe you were adopted your parents didn't someone someone else did. but either way i mean this seed is a very derogatory thing and that's what upsets me and i guess if we stop seeing sex as a derogatory thing we will not see the prostitutes as derogatory people and uh, i guess you know say we have to attack that mindset more than the profession itself no you agree yes man of course of course yeah. the mindset that that's the trend straight it's like yeah. it's how we think and how what we accept uh what we it's like what's really going on in our heads and what we talk about in the first place that makes it all happen yeah yeah so Absolutely. on this note it's like yeah. uh, hope we believe you uh, it's like we added value to your lives in some way or the other and uh, mm-hmm. hope you try to understand the whole whole point of this discussion mm-hmm. and uh, it's like keep the conversation happening talk about it if you if you have ideas of yeah. uh, ideas of lust it's nothing wrong to talk about uh, sex sex workers prostitution and yeah. the conversation needs to happen of yeah. course there might be yeah. debates that might it's like we might not agree with each other in the first place mm-hmm. but uh, 
there there's always we could always find solutions and we could always find new ideas even amidst disagreements today would of course agree yeah and uh, we must acknowledge their existence exactly they're, they're people after all just trying to get by like we do and and that's it that's all you have to just acknowledge their existence give them that uh, guarantee that they will be treated as dignified people and i think that's what's more that that's what's important of course uh, sex being taboo is one of the major reasons i we, we think of course we are not philosophers and academics but it's, it's it one train of thought i guess yeah. we have put it out there for you guys to mm, think about yeah. yeah and yeah. talk about too so yeah. in this in this light hope we see a tomorrow where uh, people are not judged by the by their profession as a whole yes yes by themselves yes by the their characteristics is, and their behavior yeah. yeah and the fact that they are is very uh, upsetting and we have to just acknowledge their existence first and maybe we can think of other things in the future but first we have to acknowledge that they exist and they are the very fabric uh, they are a part of our society thank you very much bye thank you